What's up guys and welcome back to the Broccoli Roast. Today I'm going to be chatting about obesity. I'm also going to be chatting about the mainstream media. It's a different sort of episode, just me chatting today on a topic which I think needs to be chatted about. Uh, Before we go any further though, this teeny weeny little episode is brought to you by the Gut Summit. Okay, it's a live series of live events to be conducted around Australia starting in Perth November 3rd this year and followed by Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney, and potentially Brisbane in early 2019. It's also brought to you by the Gut Health Store, bringing Australians the very best gut health supplements from around the world. It's Nice Life. Uh, You can get it all at nicelife.com.au. To check out the Gut Summit, head along to kalebrock.com.au forward slash gut summit. I've got some really good speakers for that event, so I'm really, really excited for it. Okay, so... I want to chat about obesity. Obesity is a a serious, very serious illness afflicting almost two-thirds of our population. Uh, We are quite literally one of the fattest nations on earth here in Australia. That's that's an issue. Um, The problem, though, I think with this excess weight, especially obesity, is it's a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, some musculoskeletal conditions, and some cancers, just to name a few. Now, as the level of excess weight increases, um, so does the risk of these of developing these conditions I just named. Um, in addition to that, uh, being overweight, it, it can hamper the ability to control or manage chronic conditions that someone already has or has already developed. Um, it also affects people's quality of life. It really does. Uh, and it can affect mortality rates as well. So um, it's a major issue. And... You know, alongside obesity, today I also want to chat about mainstream media and how it's really doing us a disservice by providing so much with which to divide and separate the general population, not just here in Australia, but around the world. Um, and this sort of story is centred around the the latest cover of Cosmo magazine in the UK. Um, last week, that cover of the UK Cosmo edition featured a plus-sized supermodel, um, size 22, in fact, Tess Holiday, on the cover. Uh, now, inherently, there's nothing wrong with this, okay, at all. We, we know that. But uh, what is concerning is, and it certainly got people fired up online, um, is the fact that there seems to be a, this seems to be a story which glorifies obesity. Um and, and, okay, her obesity, by the way, is unchallenged. It's, you know, it's accepted. She accepts that she's morbidly obese. Um, that's not it, what is in contention here. Um, what is in contention is the fact that there has been um, such a large amount of negative attention being given to using models who are drastically underweight, uh, which obviously may contribute to this body dysmorphia that is so prevalent around the world. Um, I would say social media has a massive role to play in that as well. Um, However, basically what Cosmo have done is run to the opposite end of the spectrum and have put a morbidly obese person on the cover. Uh, Supposedly, I'm not sure why, (laughs) Uh, but we'll just speak about that today. Now again, I just want to say, I don't think there's any problem with Tess Holiday. There's nothing wrong. She might be an incredibly nice person, um, although she's a supermodel and she's American, so I don't know, doubtful. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, however, my main concern here, this is my main concern, is um, are we trying to move to a space where we actually encourage people to become obese like Tess? Uh, do we glorify it to a point where people would feel 
happy to become obese or actually strive to become obese. Because as far as I can see, without having the physical magazine in front of me, the story, her story, has mostly been about succeeding in a space where typically an obese person couldn't. That's great. Okay, that, that's a great thing to do. Someone succeeds despite significant challenges. Um, but inherently in that story, there is also, alongside a potentially inspiring note to other people dealing with being overweight or obese, there's also a touch of admiration and glory there for the fact that she's obese. And I think that is dangerous. Um, Now, of course, I have to say this, the media knows this. The media knows that this sort of cover would kick up a storm. Cosmo knew that. Um, And in fact, we know that that's really why they did it. I mean, I'm just on the computer here. Let's have a listen to a British uh, TV interview where the editor-in-chief of Cosmo went on to um, the, the Good Morning Britain. Here it is. This is one cover which has a large lady on the cover in a sea, in a world, in a culture which has venerated, since I can remember, thinness. Mm. So are people going to look at that and go, do you know what? I'm now going to go mainline donuts. This is what I want for my life. Of course they're not. It's patronising. How do you know? Oh, don't be ridiculous. You're making and I this don't look believe like you a, think that. You I are, ma- you are celebrating, you are celebrating, celebrating morbid obesity. I am not celebrating That's what you're morbid doing. obesity. You want to sort of look at this and go, and you're doing it for clickbaits. You're doing it to be on TV. Mm. You're doing it to get Cosmo talked Absolutely about. Absolutely not. So that last part I definitely agree with. They, like I was saying, they know that it would kick up a storm. They know that they get to go on on TV and defend their position on that. Um, now, you, you could come at this from a few different angles, right? I get that. One could argue that Tessa's story isn't about her being obese and it's more about succeeding against uh, significant challenges um, that she's had to face and and loving one's body, regardless of the shape. That's great. That's fantastic. In fact, that's a message that I'm sure everybody would agree with on both sides of the fence in this particular argument. I think one of the great freedoms that we have uh, in this world is the ability to choose how we live and to choose uh, what we wear and how we present ourselves, what we eat, what kind of exercise we do, what medicines we take um, mostly, and subsequently the type of physique that we that we, we encourage and foster in our lives to an extent, um, you know, taking genetics out of the equation. Um, so if someone is obese, that doesn't mean that they're not beautiful. We know that, okay, that's not what I, that's not what I'm trying to say at least. Um, it doesn't mean they can't have a great story to tell. It doesn't mean that they're not a good person. That's not where we're coming from. What I feel concerned about is that we might confuse that with being healthy just because you're obese and you still love your body that doesn't mean that that's healthy. It's healthy to love your body, but it doesn't mean that being obese is healthy. Um, being obese or simply overweight, for that matter, it, it's simply, it's quite frankly not healthy. Um, it's okay. It's okay in the way that, of course, one is allowed to be overweight or obese, and one is certainly um, encouraged to still love themselves if they're dealing with that. However, inherently, the person who is overweight or obese will be at risk of developing most types of chronic diseases, but including but not limited to diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and more. We have to be very careful in how we portray this message of self-love. And I guess what, what I'm saying is that I think there is a big difference between acceptance and contentment. And this is something that I've been thinking on a lot lately. Um, accepting something, I believe, is an act of love. 
So saying yes to the universe and yeah, sorry for going a little esoteric here, saying yes to the universe and saying yes to everything that happens to, to you, good or bad, is still a very, very positive act. But wait, 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 just let me sort of explain this. Um, that doesn't mean that you agree or are content with everything that happens to you. There's a key difference here. Acceptance takes on more of a stoic sort of standpoint, choosing not to dwell on negative occurrences or phenomenons as opposed to adopting a victim mindset and letting the ego take control. Being content with these things is a completely different story. Um, I think I need an example. Okay. Uh, okay. So imagine imagine somebody crashes into your car while you're going surfing. No, I want you surfing. I always use surfing. While you're going shopping. Um, you come out, the car's broken, side mirror gone, uh, scratches all down the side, no note, nothing. You could refuse to accept this incident. You could become furious with the world and scream, why me? And complain and stamp your feet and say how unjust it all is. This is kind of what happened to me in Europe when Portugal, when we got robbed. And look, to be honest, I did that for a moment, okay? Even a couple of days, I, I took on that attitude because we had everything stolen. Um, but bear with me. Accepting that the car has been scratched, damaged, and dented outside of your control takes on an entirely new perspective. Where worry and anger and frustration existed, calm now takes over. Analytical and determined problem-solving would ensue. And this is what I'm talking about. Although the car has been smashed and you've accepted it, it doesn't mean that you have to lay down and let it happen without con consequence. Loving your car the way it is. Damaged, scratched, dented, and more inclined to break down when you need it most. You can still act out of discontentment or even anger or frustration, if you will, with the new status quo by getting the car fixed, calling your insurance company, maybe even pulling the security footage from the mall or whatever, whatever, whatever. You see where I'm going with this? It is great to accept and love your body regardless of the shape that it is in. In fact, it'd be very hard to change the shape if you don't love it. But it is questionable to celebrate a body that is so, so very clearly unhealthy. I'm talking about um, Tess Holiday on the cover of, of Cosmo magazine, especially in the public eye. This is really where the rubber hits the road. By all means, celebrate it in the home. That's your freedom. You can celebrate being obese, but don't celebrate and glorify it on the cover of a magazine. <sighs> Immediately, the first thing that comes to mind for me here, and I know I may be polarizing people, very skinny girls have been glorified for decades now. Why aren't you complaining? Why weren't you complaining about that, etc., etc.? Look, we know, it goes without saying, that the promotion of an extremely thin body is absolutely in the same boat okay, as, as this situation. It's the same thing. Being, being anorexic or too thin shouldn't be celebrated in the public realm in a way that encourages others to adopt that lifestyle or a quest to attain that body. Really, we should have all shapes and sizes on the cover of magazines, people from all walks of life as well, not just celebrities, people of all races, all sizes, all colours, etc., etc. We need some equality there. And maybe after all, that is what Cosmo were trying to achieve. Maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. To throw someone on the cover from the complete opposite end of the spectrum to rebalance the status quo, maybe that's what they were trying to do. I don't know. But I mean, to my relatively non-qualified opinion, because um, <laughs> I do not read these magazines, do we really see that many anorexic models anymore outside of the extremely high-end fashion realm? 
I mean, just Googling past Cosmo magazine covers, I mean, I'm looking at them now, um, I, can't, I can't see anyone who looks anorexic to me. I mean, yes, they all look a certain way, lean, tanned, low body fat, um, you know, I don't know their names, I'm sorry, but maybe that's Selena Gomez and the girl from um, Big Bang Theory. But certainly these people are not what I would consider unhealthy based on my years in the wellness industry as an exercise coach, lifestyle coach, or a journalist. They do not look unhealthy to me. They just look very fit and possibly unrealistically lean. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I guess this leads me on to the media section of this podcast. Why kick up a storm at all? They do it because the industry feeds off it. Media feeds off controversy, off division, off hate speech, off dividing the masses into black and white or left and right. It seems like it seems like gone are the days where people were just people. Now they need to be categorized into something that can be immediately understood and recognized on your friggin' Facebook profile or your Instagram. This concerns me. I, I mean, damn, it concerns me. You should see the comments I've gotten since our episode on feminism. I mean, quite literally, there is nobody coming from the middle. Everyone's coming from the left or right. On YouTube, I have all the male chauvinists coming out of the woodwork to criticize myself, calling me a white knight and things like that, and Dr. Andrea. And on Facebook and via email, I've got the feminists saying, I wouldn't understand because I'm a male and that there's a general culture of rape and abuse. And, you know, I haven't seen anybody with a... I haven't seen anybody with a nice little soliloquy. (laughs) It's what Sunday soliloquy is about. Um, A polite argument or discussion where both sides of the fence are entertained or at least considered. People don't do this anymore. That's a huge worry to me. It's one side or the other. I think a quote, and I can't remember who said it, that has had a massive impact on me is the intelligence is the ability to entertain a new idea without accepting it and that people are just not intelligent anymore. Maybe you guys are the exception. I certainly hope that you guys are the exception. This is a dangerous place to be. And the media, largely, is responsible for it. By perpetuating this feeling of danger and fear, we naturally want to find our place somewhere where we feel secure and safe. It's a safe haven amongst like-minded peers so that we can feel as if we belong to a community, something bigger than ourselves, for safety, essentially. But wake up. Wake up, guys. I am here begging you to wake up because you are being manipulated into firing from the hip with your opinions and getting manipulated into getting offended when something goes online that you disagree with. That is ridiculous. As Ricky Gervais says, getting personally offended at what someone puts online to a wide audience, say 10,000 people like myself, is like walking into Times Square seeing an ad for a guitar lesson, calling those guitar people and abusing them because you don't like playing guitar. It's ridiculous. You are allowed to disagree with someone without being offended. We should absolutely be sticking up for ourselves and creating discussions around topics that you're passionate about. Absolutely, these discussions should push the boundaries of controversy and challenge ideas and beliefs because that's how we evolve. That's how we move forward. I've had my beliefs challenged many a time and have had them changed as a result. But never, ever let yourself be too attached to those opinions. You're not right. You're only half right because you've only got your perspective. Be an empty cup 
with some sediment at the bottom. The sediment is just that pile of softly held beliefs and philosophies which you allow to drive your actions and behavior on a day-to-day basis. But you, you are more than that. You are the cup. You are the vessel which can be cleaned and changed regularly, added to so that new beliefs and philosophies can take sway in your life and be considered, there's that word, for added benefit to you personally or the world itself. Be an exemplary human and do the best that you know how to do that. Anyway, that's my rant. That's my whole take on this thing. I almost didn't record this episode because I thought, look, do I really want to put something out there? But look, after the last show and after seeing where everybody is at at the moment, I'm a little bit tired of holding back. I'm a little bit tired of keeping my opinion to myself when I see... (laughs) But maybe this is the issue. Maybe I should be quiet. What do you guys think? How do we solve this issue? Maybe I should not say anything and just allow the world to be. But then do we move forward at all? Do we challenge new ideas? Is it okay for me to see, for instance, in my general sphere of expertise, to see malpractice and the misuse of antibiotics and not say anything? What should I do? I'd love to hear what you guys think. that's my whole take on this thing. I'm not offended. I'm not angry. And I don't particularly care if anybody disagrees with me. That's your choice. I would still love you. But that would be, I think it would be difficult to disagree with me because as always, I like to play on both sides of the fence. I like to consider both options as I hope I've demonstrated here. Or not just both options. That implies there are two. There are many. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. If not, let me know on socials. Last week I did a Facebook Live addressing the criticism we received for the feminism episode, and I'll do so again on this topic should there be enough content. Um, I don't particularly have a cock in this fight, uh, if you'll uh, allow the um, little saying. Uh, It just is something that sort of I thought was very relevant to discuss. This episode is brought to you by The Gut Summit, a series of live events to be conducted around Australia starting in Perth November 3rd this year and followed by Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney and potentially Brisbane in early 2019. I've got some of the best practitioners from around Australia coming. I've got Helen Patter and Dr. Damien Christoph, Dr. Margie Smith, uh, myself, Dr. Peter Dingle, Dr. Andrea Huddleston and a couple of others coming. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, and don't forget this episode is also brought to you by nicelife.com.au, the gut health store, bringing you the very best gut health supplements from around the world to get $10 off your first order. Simply to the discount code broccoli roast. Uh, don't forget to follow me on socials at cows broccoli. Don't be too nasty. If you disagree with me, that's okay. Uh, I will still love you and I will see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning into this special episode. Uh, as we move forward with the show, we've got some new uh, things coming, new formats coming. Uh, it's been a little bit difficult to achieve the f- Uh, exact format that I intended by myself. So I am going to be bringing on some help uh, with a videographer and an editor and things like that. So we do have some new stuff coming, but until then, we are going to continue wonderful chit-chatty conversations with incredible guests. Did you see the last episode on seaweed? One of my favorites. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great weekend. See ya.